Hi guys, welcome to episode 10 of the second season of the Simple Doesn't Mean Easy podcast. Today, I'm going to open the doors a little bit, go behind the scenes on my husband's auto shop here in our small town, and I'm going to tell you the three things that I learned watching my husband open a small business in 2020. I'm Michelle Visser, author of Sweet Maple and creator of the blog and YouTube channel Solely Resting, because sometimes the only rest you can find is in your soul. Welcome back to the Simple Doesn't Mean Easy podcast, where we talk about how to simplify our lives in the midst of modern day life, one step at a time. Let's do this together. By the way, guys, there is no need to re-listen to this episode or other ones in this season and take notes. All the important facts and links you can find at solelyrested.com slash create. And while you're there, sign up for my totally free four-day mini crash course on the topic of online content creation. It's 12 tips for growing your online reach painlessly. It will help you with why to avoid some certain website themes, why SEO is important, how to know your ideal audience, how to get the right folks to follow you on social media, how to produce useful content, how and why to work with other creators that are out there, and how to work with companies that you love. So it's it's all concise. It's a mini course. It's not going to like literally, you know, get you off and running the way that like a big meaty content creation blogging course would, but it's a mini crash course to get you started, to put all this information there that we've been talking about in this season and to really get the ball rolling. So it's a simple little thing to do and I think you will enjoy it. So go check that out at solelyrested.com slash create. So as I record this, we are right now in early June of 2021. So the effects of 2020, of course, (laughs) it's going to be a long time until we understand the many effects. I mean, there's no way we even will be able to quantify all the effects of the year 2020. But um, it's it's really too early even to have a, a genuine count of how many businesses were able to survive. But I've read that it is probable that 200,000 small businesses closed their doors, locked up, and were done in 2020. It's a fact that's really troubling on a whole lot of levels. But I was reading a survey that um, surveyed almost 8,000 people in the U.S. about job satisfaction. And interestingly enough, anyone who worked for a small company instead of a large corporation was found to be much more engaged in their work and more likely to find their work fulfilling. So if the only options that a lot of people have now, because all the small businesses in their town have closed, if your only option is some sort of a large corporate job, um, 
it's not as likely you're going to enjoy it as much. Am I right? Also, it's also sad on the survey, the same survey. Um, it was, I mean, what do you guys think? What percentage do you think of people are satisfied with their job? I'm not talking they wake up and they can't go to work and they can never leave because they love it so much. No, I'm just talking satisfied, you know, just base level. Yeah, my job's okay. You ready for this? Only 45% of the general population is satisfied with their job. Even worse, the people that declared they were passionate about their job, that they loved their job, that percentage, 20%. Just two people out of 10 would say, I love my job. That's really sad. So that's actually all of this is one reason I started this whole season because being an online content creator can eventually lead to an actual career. We talked to Lisa Bass back on, was it episode three, I think? Um, and you know, she brought home her husband. He was able to quit his job and her job as an online content creator supports the entire family. And her husband, Luke helps her with that. And in episode two, we talked with Kate of Venison for Dinner, and she explained the amazing story leading up to her husband coming home because she started an online um, membership area, I guess, I think is what she calls it. And it's a full-time income for her family. So that's one thing that Yes, you can be an online content creator and actually be an income and it can be a job you absolutely love. But aside from that, it's a way that every business can grow and can prosper if there's an online presence. I mean, every business today has to have an online presence of some sort, right? But if you can have a successful online presence where people are engaging with your business on social media then I think it's more likely that your doors aren't going to close when facing a horrible situation like we are still trying to recover from, from 2020. So that was kind of the inspiration behind this. But for today's episode, I decided it was time to talk about Bill. Bill, you know, he's my hero. He's, (laughs) he's really an awesome guy. He is the hardest working guy I personally know, and I know there's a lot of hardworking guys out there, but in my life, he is the one I think of when I think of a hard worker. And when I think of somebody who is just so talented, hands-on, capable, it's Bill. I mean, give that man any kind of wood and he can build a cabinet. Give him any kind of wires and he can hook up electric give him any kind of a car engine and he can make it run beautifully. He has always been fascinated with cars. I mean, I guess most boys are, yeah. But back when he was 16, he took a car apart in his father's garage and it took him a long time to get it back together. I remember stopping over their house one day and Bill was literally like sitting down inside. The hood was up and he was like sitting down inside where the engine should be. And I'm like, that doesn't seem good. (laughs) Um, 
But, I mean, he started back when he was like three, taking apart the toaster. I mean, he's always been someone who could take something apart and put it back together. Almost always there's extra screws or nuts or bolts, but it seems to be okay. It seems to work for him. Um, But he has always, since before we got married, wanted to own his own auto shop. But he's always worked for someone else. And... I would say he he would always have said he was satisfied with his job. He would be one of those 45% of the people in the survey that said, yes, I'm satisfied. But he never would have been that 20% that I'm passionate about my job um, until his dream finally came true. We live in a very small town. I would have never seen this coming, would have never imagined it was even possible. And when, by the way, when he first broached the subject with me that he was going to start renting this no longer used auto shop that was just sitting there in town and, you know, he was going to make a go of it. My first reaction was, there's just no way that could work. I mean, our town is so far from everybody. <laughs> like, and we only have a population of about 3,300 people. So are there really enough people here in town? Like, you know, for you to make a full-time income fixing cars? <laughs> um, but that was it. I didn't discourage anymore. And he jumped in full force. And this was actually, he started the business in 2019 just about six months before um, the pandemic really messed up a whole lot of life as we know it. And he was just figuring out basically how he wanted to run the shop for the most part and just really getting things running kind of smoothly when all of a sudden the world as we know it stopped. (laughs) Um, So what did I learn through that process. Honestly, the first two points I'm going to share with you aren't specific to 2020. I think I would have learned these lessons no matter when he started his own business. First of all, owning a brick and mortar small business is really hard, y'all. It requires more time and effort than you could even imagine. And if you've never attempted this idea of starting your own business, that might seem okay to you. You know, I mean, if you have this vision of what you're going to do and it's what you've always wanted to do, then it's okay. It's hard, right? It's okay. It takes a long time. It's okay. It's really long days because it's what I love doing. And on one hand, yes, that's kind of right. Um, (laughs) but on the other hand, if it's not something you truly are invested in, as far as emotionally and interest and desires, if you don't really, really love this business that you want to start, I got to warn you that you might not succeed. Just liking it and thinking, yeah, this might be an okay job. This might be an okay thing to do. It's going to be really, really hard making that successful just because there's so many obstacles to get over, so much time to invest. If it's not something you absolutely are over the moon excited about, it's probably not going to be successful. And point number two goes hand in hand. Owning a small business 
It requires a whole lot of mundane chores that you have no idea you're going to need to do. They aren't even part of your job description. There are things that don't pay you a penny, but they keep the lights on and they keep the doors open. So you've got to do these things. And that's going to look different for every person, depending on what kind of shop you're opening, brick and mortar store, and depending on what your own abilities are, and depending on if you have help. I mean, for cost reasons, Bill has been pretty much doing this on his own. (laughs) He's had help a few different times throughout his time that he's been open. He's had mechanics coming in and helping for different stages but he's never been able to afford office staff. So he's got to do all the filing and calls and returning calls and keeping track of his calendar um, that you know office staff would typically do, but the funds simply are not there until he is growing more and showing more of a profit. He's pretty much a one-man band. And if he didn't really, really want to do this, there is no way he would still be an open auto shop. It just, (laughs) it wouldn't, it wouldn't work. Um, but the third thing that I learned watching my husband run a brand new business during 2020, I learned that owning a small business, it's a luxury as much as I just said how hard it was, it's also a luxury, a joy, and a privilege. And here I want to like wave my American flag. It is a privilege of living in a free capitalist society, guys. It's a privilege that allows us to hone our skills and our interests, and it allows us to use our abilities to help others while simultaneously providing for our families and putting food on the table. It's as, like I said, as hard as it is, it is fantastic. Being an American, we take it for granted. We don't appreciate all the privileges that come with our capitalist society that we live in, we take them for granted. But seeing your husband working through this process of running his own shop absolutely makes it really crystal clear in your eyes that, hey, this is really amazing that this works, that we have a society that is set up well enough that where there's a need, someone can fill that need and someone can make money by filling that need if they have the talent and the abilities. But the really great thing is other people benefit, so many other people benefit. If a small business is succeeding, there's this wonderful ripple effect throughout their community. On one hand, I want to stop and just say how thankful I am because of all the folks that right away brought their cars in and supported Bill because obviously what I'm about to say next of how Bill has now turned around and helped our community, 
that wouldn't have even possible if our community hadn't first supported him, right? So I'm very thankful for all those folks who pulled their cars into Bill's bays and gave him the privilege of using his skills to keep their cars running while doing something he has always loved to do. But the parts shop in the next town over, we don't have a parts shop in our town. (laughs) Um, The parts shop down the road has more business because Bill has lucrative business. He's ordering parts three, four, eight times a day. The tool guy has another profitable stop on his route. Once a week, when I stop in to take Bill his lunch, often the snap-on guy is right there with his truck pulled up and Bill needs tools, right? So that guy is selling more tools. There's a small country store in walking distance of Bill's shop. It has more folks stopping in for a cup of coffee or one of Simone's really delicious baked goods. Simone is the wife of Sean who owns our country store. She makes some really good food. So, you know, Simone's selling maybe more baked goods because of Bill's shop. And, you know, people are waiting on an oil change and they can walk down the street and buy a piece of pizza. So while our family may never get rich off of Bill's auto shop, and while Bill's hours might always be on the long side, we're thankful. We are very thankful. So I would ask you, if you are not a small business owner, to consider a way you can support a small business that you know. I mean, look around and think about it. What businesses have really been struggling? And you know, they're still open, but they might not be if you don't decide you want to support them and give them some business because every customer that walks in the door counts and it keeps the store open for one more week or even one more day. And in the end, I promise you will benefit too. If you'd like to know some of my favorite small businesses that you can check out that offer amazing products that I use and I love please go to solelyrested.com slash coupons and support the small businesses that you find there and enjoy a few extra bonuses along the way. So that's it for today, guys. I hope everything is fantastic where you are. And please also check out solelyrested.com slash create to sign up for the free four-day mini crash course all about this whole topic of online content creation and also all the links and extra information that has been accumulating over the last nine um, episodes now on this topic. All of it is there on that page, solelyrested.com slash create. Before I say goodbye today, I have to give a shout out to today's listener over on iTunes, McDonough left this review. Such a great listen. Michelle does a great job of hitting some awesome topics and interacting with her guests. I feel like I'm listening to a conversation between friends and I want to grab a cup of coffee and hang out with her. Thank you so much, McDonough. That's actually one of the best compliments that you could give me because I often feel like that when I'm sitting here at my microphone. I feel like I'm hanging out with you guys. So thanks for being here. Seriously, it means a lot to me. I would, of course, have no reason to be doing this if you weren't here. So thank you. And I hope everything is fantastic in your neck of the woods.